0: Welcome to the Love Cars On The Grid podcast, your global motorsport roundup with me, Tiffany Dell, and Paul Woodman.
1: Welcome to episode 19 of Love Cars On The Grid, your global motorsport podcast roundup. And it was a very quiet week in terms of motorsport. In fact, it was a very quiet week at the only world championship event of the weekend, which was Formula E. So I think a pretty good place to kick off Tiff, which was full of controversy and a bit of a home win, but it, I don't know. I think it was just a, a funny old weekend
0: for Formula E. <laughs> and I, I was just going to back out of it and just say it was great. Two wins, you know, two British drivers, you know, Jake Dennis and Alex Lynn winning. But then of course, as in Formula E, there's never a bit of controversy around the corner. We had this bizarre end to the second race on the Sunday. But uh, no, I mean, yeah, you know, they were raving on about the first indoor out as usual. The hype was up to the ceiling, you know. Of course, it wasn't around the streets of London, it was around the ins and outs of the car parks of the XL Centre. And um, the grid, indoor, it was packed with people. They got all these influences, they're paying people like Mr. JWW you know, to turn out and rave about it all. And the, the indoor grid, I've never seen so many people in a grid. All the celeb outdoors was nobody, you know, grandstands half full. But you know, i we can't go on and on taking the myth, but I mean, it was like a, a corporate. Indoor karting bash. It was lit, you know, I've seen those. I've been in them. You know, bash bang. You know, slow that's indoors. A bit, that's a bit harsh. It's a bit. It's a bit of a, <laughs> rasm- it's a bit of razzmatazz. Bit of American razzmatazz yeah, coming to uh, London. No, but the actual racing I'm saying, saying now, yeah. you know, the Razmatas. Oh, I don't mind the Razmatas. they a singer on the dances on the things. I don't mind the Razmatas. That's great it's extra entertainment when you've only got you know one race in the whole day. You know, the people that go do need the entertainment. But the actual racing, they were clobbering each other left right. <laughs> <and> <laughs> that was that was like I'll grant you that was like go <laughs> yeah. karting. That was uh, a bit of well, yeah. It's like those indoor tracks there was only one overtaking <laughs> space in the whole lap, and that was a tight hairpin followed by a tight hairpin. So you dive bomb the edge, and they ran out, you. Saw them. All getting to the lock stopped, and sort of there's a bloke outside well like, oh, I'm sorry I've got no more lock and they were so a lot of that was a bit partial you know we had great wins as I said you know, Dennis and Alex Lynn but then towards the end of the final race you know when it was all gonna kick off because I had a pace car someone else had knocked into somebody else and uh, the Audi team led by Alan McNish who's the sort of team principal decided that they came up with this brilliant trick they realized that the pace car was going slower down the pit lane than the pit lane speed limit so they called in uh, lucas de Grassi, who was their lead but he's about seventh or eighth place you know and they had him cruise down the pit but apparently you have to stop at your pits if you come into the pit lane you must stop and by the sounds of it because they were all raging he had stopped And apparently he locked up all his wheels but later the, the telemetry I never showed the actual films where the camera was you couldn't see the pit it was blocked by a bridge it was bizarre we couldn't see it um anyway they black flagged him and said he had to come in and he refused to come in and now out he'd been fined fifty thousand pounds for doing it and alan mcnish was running up and down like an idiot you know i mean oh god if it had worked then he'd won. he literally came out ahead and slotted in between the pace car and the leader it was Stoffel van Dorm, then or was it yes or was it i can't remember who was leading at the time um, Alex Lynn maybe but um, it was just ridiculous if they had one, the embarrassment of winning a race like that for a manufacturer like Audi um, I think would have been you know, more harmful than a £50,000 fine to be honest But because Alan runs knew- he, he was brought up by Dr. Dr Wolfgang Ulrich his famous Audi competitions boss that took them to all those amazing Le Mans victories, but Ulrich was always one well known for uh, finding the loophole in regulations if it suited him but bizarrely, pull-on McNish has been caught out because in Germany, they went down the pit lane last year sometime, and McNish was one of protesting, saying, we mustn't do this because it's dangerous. But it's okay when it's you yet, doing it, though. Sorry? Yeah, but it's okay yeah, it's you if you do, do it. it, yeah. Yeah, but uh, so, look, I, look I'm
1: like you, pushing the boundaries, finding those little loopholes are good, but at some point, there must be, the moral moral aspect must come into
0: it as well, so mm. and morally, that would not have been a good way to win a race, so... Uh, <laughs> But Formula 1 have got so many rules because, you know, every, I think the two Nissans were disqualified on the Saturday race for some power thing. You know, there's so many rules they seem to have. And yet the simple one that the rest of the world of motorsport uses is the pit lane closes as the pace car approaches the start finish line. So then you have to queue at the end of the pit and you have to rejoin at the back of the queue. So somehow they haven't got that simple rule in their huge rule book. So they just drove through the pit lane, overtook seven cars and came out. Oh, no. No. Anyway. The as anything et- about formulary. Go on. Sorry. As Ayrton said, what you were about to say?
1: Uh, no, I was, no, no, no. I was just going to say that these guys, yeah, these are some of the best racing drivers in the world and the, oh. and the money behind it. I just wish it was just a I little see. bit more exciting. It just, it, just, it just seems so complicated and co- so convoluted. <laughs> and, and, I, and I can't stand all the crashes, all the, all the comings together in professional racing. It was oh, no.
0: world-class drivers, some of the best drivers in the world. Just doesn't seem right. Well, they put the fastest in the back with their qualifying system, you know. So, I mean, anyway, their great successes because they love this is that because they, you know, you get to the top of the championship, you go to the back of the grid, and it goes in a big, slow loop. Is that now every single driver mathematically can win the championship <laughs> in the last weekend? <laughs> and that's what they want. You know, they don't want someone running away with the uh, championship. They want this show. So, when they go to Germany to um, not quite the streets of Berlin, because it's actually the, um, the apron of the Tempelhof. Uh, airport where they've been for several years. Um, it's in a couple of weeks, like August 14th and 15th. Any driver can win it, I don't really care anymore. Um, and after that's over, we have no more formulary e until the January next year when they're in uh, Saudi Arabia. And bizarre, they're still calling that the 21 22 championship, even though it doesn't start till 22. So, there you go, you can all watch it at Berlin on April the 14th and 15th, and then thank heavens, it'll be over for six months. <laughs> it's- I, I
1: it's just a really hard as a racing fan to get into it it's really hard uh, I know I think perhaps if you go and watch it maybe it's going to be better maybe maybe one day we'll get one of these influencer uh uh invitations and we can we can hobnob it in Saudi Arabia or Berlin or so you somewhere think, and... You think they're going to invite me to one of their You <laughs> it might it might completely Please. transform your opinion you never know <laughs> Well, I think we should do I, think, that I mean next.
0: basically they They're trying to find A new crowd That's all I think they understand That diehard racing enthusiasts Aren't interested at all I mean the tweets I get You know Back everything I say They just say You know Some of, just, some of the stories said, Are you still actually Watching it You know But I you know, watch it So You can't comment on it Unless you watch it And there are great drivers In there You know I like to see these drivers Having a career getting paid very well um, But no, no No Still hasn't worked So anyway There was at least Some real racing going on in cars around europe nothing in america of any major significance but the gt cars were out dtm were at the louts ring uh, in uh, germany and we only got two brits in it and philip ellis won the first round of the Saturday in his mercedes first five mercedes so that was great news to brits philip ellis was a big british gt driver i think he won the championship G- a few years back so it was fantastic or well, sadly esme hawkey who did so well qualifying him on as a a big shunt uh, into the concrete wall because they were using the oval in the first corner a bit like they did at rockingham uh, she had a big shunt but uh, came back on the sunday she finished 16th at one place behind the only other lady in the race so she battles with sophia flush um ellis had weight penalty again you know once you have success in motorsport nowadays they stick some lead in your boot uh, he came to the fourth on the second race on sunday so good news so brit winning in the dtm um Whereas it's looking, it's a good-looking car. That Mercedes is a really good-looking car as well. I like, I like the detail. No, oh, I've never goodness. liked it. That long really? bonnet, I, I, I don't know why. The Mercedes no. are the GT3 cars. I've, uh, even the road car. I've just, uh, look, I've never, no, I don't know why. Not, I like a mid-end you know mid- engine GT car it's a
1: people. good looking car you've only um, got to, you gotta we've got to look at your style and my look at me with my autoism uh, t-shirt yes. for those of you are watching those on the podcast a, a bright red autoism t-shirt and Tiff's got some scruffy old gardening t-shirt on that he probably got free from golf
0: golf well, shirt well, golf shirt <laughs> so what um, else happened? what else happened uh, there was well, funny uh, enough, yeah we we had a Brit winning in the DTM for the British GT Championship round at Spa, um, was actually won by a Russian Leo McKitsey with his Danish teammate Dennis Lind. And, uh, however, they do drive for a British team called Barwell Motorsport, who uh, I think my brother has something to do with it. Uh, so, good one for Barwell Motorsport. And that win at Spa by McKitsey and Lind put them back into the lead of the Championship by one and a half points. Um, How do you so get a great half news. a point? How do you get a half a point? I don't know. I, I didn't go into that. Probably okay. sharing fastest lap. I'm not quite sure. They have a few red flags. In fact, it's a bit, of a bit controversial because at dawn to the previous round, there were two pace cars after first lap shunts, one of which took out Mikitsky, Um, so it was been unfair for them. But this was another start line shunt. Someone in a Merck tried to jump the gun by the looks of it and got sandwiched and uh, shunts. So it was a bit controversial, the British GT the way we were hitting each other. But it's still a great spectacle. I, I love those GT3 cars you know, and Ferraris. And, actually, Ferrari aren't in it so much. They are in GTM, but not in the British GT. So, yeah, a lot of good GT racing. Of course, this weekend is the big weekend for GTs because it's the Spa 24-hour race uh, where the international team's coming. A fantastic event in Spa. It's is, a great track to watch uh, from and walk around for 24 hours.
1: And what about driving it? What's it like? Is it as good as everyone says because you speak to any driver? Uh, yeah. I may say it's yeah. the best.
0: Is it the best? Tiff? Is it the best? It just flows. It just just flows. It's so fast and exciting, and so much variety of corner. You know, and unfortunately, Formula One. You know, they're now too quick for it because all the quick corners are just flat out, which is a shame. But you know, if you're in a GT car, especially going through normally rain showers and dry periods, and it's a, it's a real test that 24 hour race. I mean, it did it a couple of times in a, in a little Toyota, in the, in the smallest class when it was a touring car event. But obviously, I raced in Group C, Porsche, sports cars. And the last time I was, I won in the Lister Storm in a British GT race. So, uh, very good. Yeah, forgotten about that. Yeah, the last <laughs> time I was at Spa, I was on the top step of the podium and won with a Lister Storm. So, yeah, lots of GT racing, it's always good all over the world. Um, yep, and this we like weekend, to see that. it's the big Spa. But of course, uh, uh, bigger than that, back to Formula One. Yes,
1: absolutely. So, next, next week, of course, or this week, we got uh, Hungary, Formula One, Formula. Three and W series as well, so we're um, yeah. going to be hungry. So that's going to be quite exciting. We
0: need but to talk still, about it's still, it's still continuing the uh, the Max versus Lewis. There's a good article being written in the magazine that I've just retweeted today. You know, pointing out they're really sort of turning it Horner now. The, 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 the debate has left the incident behind and moved on to Christian Horner's uh, sort of outbursts and attitude. They've now re-quoted how you know where um, they were Barcelona. I think he says yeah, Max. Brilliant, held his line. Lewis had one choice, get off the track or let him buy, you know. Love how good, you know, my Max is. And uh, there was somewhere else in Mexico, I think, with the quoting when he had... Um, who, was, who was his teammate then? Um, how long Ricciardo, ago? Ricardo, Ricardo, yeah. who'd out-qualified him, and Max lunged him at Turn 1. And again, you know, apparently Horner said, you know, there was either one car coming out of that or no cars, you know. And so he's been caught out by his past... You know, supporting max's aggression and now he's moaning like mad so uh, it's 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 continuing so look forward to the first quarter of the hungarian grand prix but <laughs> well, we we
1: went over this last week it's yeah and we got i think we 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 got our record numbers for our very small very modest podcast but um and yeah. everyone has their own opinion but and the opinion genuinely is if you like max you favor max <laughs> and if you like lewis you favor lewis. <laughs> lewis i like them both i do i do genuinely think that yeah. i'm I'm yeah. I'm neutral, but yeah, it's it, it is what it is. Move on. We gotta
0: move on. And we're gonna move on too because we, we we have we haven't mentioned bike racing last weekend. I was weekend, just gonna say, we to yeah. go to bikes, yeah. Cause it was another, another sad weekend to oh, bikes, because a, a 14-year-old kid, you know, killed Hugo Milan. It's always this falling off and then getting hit by another bike. And um, Absolutely. one of the pretty super superbike rounders, um, awful it was it Brad Jones Is still in the hospital. Yeah, you know, you got hit in round one. So it's just you fall and you get hit. Um, and this 14, I've still got mixed feelings, even in motorsport, about allowing 14 year olds and Genetta juniors. You know, I want people to grow up more before they have the pressure of a of a major sporting cash. I know karting is very pressured anyway. Um, but, you know, winning the Olympics with this skateboarder, 13 years old. I mean, physically, she's brilliant, you know, and does amazing things. But the mental pressure of that age of, of the ones that don't win it, you know, the ones that are crying at home because they didn't even get a medal and they've devoted it. You know, I just think professional sport or Olympics, you shouldn't be able to do it to you sixteen or something. But, um, but what if what the if the world that, doesn't work that way?
1: No, but what if that skateboarder who's thirteen? Um, what if mentally that this was the time because they were so relaxed because they're thirteen and they didn't oh, care yeah. about all the yeah. coaches. And what about if in four years' time when the next Olympics comes or three years? Um, what if what if they're they're over it and they're not going to win? So so uh, look, let, you you've got to manage it and you've got to be you've got to understand yeah. that children are children. But look at child actors. Typically, a child actor that they don't grow up to be nice, balanced, uh, cool, relaxed people, do they? They they almost always
0: seem to have issues, and yeah, they do. So, well, the tennis tennis is the only sport that digs. because a couple of those American girls cracked up and had to go to, into rehab and stuff, um, you know, because they were pushed too early. And they actually, I think Wimbledon has got a sixteen-year-old limit. The trouble with motorsport was we used to have a sixteen-year-old limit. Uh, on single-seaters, we were 17, I think, because it was originally when I started, like one country, like France or Sweden, let their kids go to cars at 16. So the rest of Britain, all the British dads, will say, well, that's unfair, they'll have a year's more car racing and they'll get ahead of our boys and get to Formula One quicker. And so it's sort of gone down where one country suddenly allows, you know, 13-year-olds or 14-year-olds, and then everybody else has to allow the other countries to follow suit. And I think it's something that the the FIA should have taken control of early on you know maybe not allowed uh, uh, countries to have such young drivers in cars or on motorbikes which of course the the story we're talking about mainly here which is awful but, uh, absolutely it's just, it's, it's, yeah. I mean
1: that poor poor young man and his family and everything but my I, I'm very yeah. much on the fence here but uh, I think my gut feeling is if they're good enough let them let them race let them get involved uh because the well, they want to do it the
0: kids yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, so the safety typically yeah. is so good now, particularly in cars. Uh, of course, with motorbikes, as you quite rightly said, you fall off and you hit another bike, and that's right. that's the that's the really really dangerous thing. My son Oliver, who you know very well, uh, uh, he showed me a clip of a uh, a guy uh, 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 motor GP or whatever it was, a big bike skidding along the floor, and then as he hits the the gravel, he he sort of comes. It's almost like a a, a fake video where he starts standing up and running. Uh, as if nothing happens. It was just incredible, really, the these guys. But yes, uh, it away with it. Thoughts to to That's Hugo it. and to his family, uh, well, and, Brad, and,
0: and, and to Brad, Brad Jones. Yeah, speedy recovery as well. His family. He's in a, a induced coma at the moment from Brands. Um, great racing. Brands as always the Superbikes. Three different winners. What Jason O'Halloran, Taron McKenzie, uh, and Christian Iden, who now moves to lead of the British Superbikes. Of course, the World Superbikes were over in. Uh, up Holland, weren't they? And they also had uh, oh, Jonathan Ray winning three rounds again. Um, but uh, there was controversy over there with the world superbikes because the, the main challenger to Ray, top prank, I've got to read it every time because I haven't got it yet. The Turk rider, um, top prank <laughs> Raz Gatlioglu, um, who has been challenging Ray, he was on pole for the final race, but he got taken out by his teammate, um, the American uh, Garrett Gerloff. It was a bit of a Yamaha protégé that brought him over America. He did one MotoGP race, I think, last year. Uh, but he's had a couple of bargy-bargy incidents already this year, and he's, he's in big trouble now because he, he took out Turn 1, made a great start and got carried away, and just dived inside um, uh, Top bracket in Turn 1 and took him down. Uh, didn't fall himself. Uh, And then he fell later on on his own. So, um, yeah, World Superbikes. Jonathan Ray continues, whereas the opposition was literally falling apart. But, um, (laughs) of course, no bikes this weekend. No MotoGP this weekend. No World Superbikes. It's just Formula One, BTCC up at Alton Park. But of and, course, where and, should you be this weekend? And oh, Silverstone. Your racing, I think. <laughs> um, just a little bit. Yeah, just uh, six races. Just um, a McLaren M1 a seller two litre sports car, a Ford Capri, a Lister Jaguar, an E type Jaguar. And I've forgotten why. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing the commentary as well, aren't you, for some of the races? Uh, I'm presenting to the television for the uh, ITV for with Nikki Shields, who, of course, oh, does Formula E's. I'm, I'm sure we'll be having... She's already got ticked me off on Twitter for being too anti-Family Lee. But, um, but the Silverstone Classic, I mean, it's three-day event. It's the most wonderful camping car show. I think it's the best event classic around the world. I think it's better than Goodwood's uh, Festival of Speed, almost. It hasn't got the superstars there or the, or the big cars from the past, but it's got massive car clubs. It's sort of the... A working man's good wood, as it were, you know, huge gatherings of all sorts of different manufacturers and the fun fair. A great event for the family this weekend at Silverstone.
1: Well, I might see you up there, but so, I, 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 need a, I need a paddock ticket, please. Oh, what? I need Tickets? a paddock, paddock ticket. Yes, you know, one of those, but sorry? Sorry? the little sorry? VIP, VIP badge, <laughs> the nice lanyard, you know, those big posh things that you wear that I never get.
0: I might allow you to be my guest to the British <laughs> racing drivers coming. You have to wear proper clothes. No, you know, you have to wear, you know, shirt, trousers. Well, I know I I know that and I look forward to it. And that'd
1: be brilliant. I can't wait to uh, see how you get on. So last time it was five out of five podiums. You think you can chop it and get six out of six this weekend?
0: That's a kiss of the grids the grid's are huge it's a, it's a bigger event you know there's there's tribes all over you know, martin brundle's of course in e-type with his son uh, so that was one of the big battles i'll be up against martin brundle and the e-types um the list of knob going quite well that's quite a good car so let's um, not yeah, let's not put worse. the kiss
1: of, let's not put the kiss of death on any of them looking forward to seeing your exploits <laughs> as well this weekend thanks for joining us this this week what are you going to say you're going to say t- one more thing
0: the TVR Griffith, of course, the TVR <laughs> Griffith is the sixth car. So. <laughs> it was there somewhere. Thanks for joining. See you next week. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>